Welcome to the Good News Fredericksburg series, powered by Rappahannock Electric Cooperative on the We Are Business podcast, hosted by the Fredericksburg Regional Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Kyle Allwine, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Tabitha Hall and Anna Talcott. Happy Wednesday, y'all. How you doing? Doing good. Good morning. Wednesday morning. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. Yeah. We've got a oh fantastic show today with lots of fun, good news, and a what I think is going to be a fantastic business spotlight that I think people are going to like, and also a great segment with Wrapping and Electric Cooperative. But let's go ahead and hop right into our good news. And I'm going to go first, because I never do that for good news. <laughs> I want to mix it up on you guys. Love that. This month, it's Chancellor Village's 30th anniversary in being open, and uh, I want to just raise them up, and that's such a, a great success, and they've done a fantastic job at keeping the residents safe during this whole COVID-19 fiasco, and uh, I got a little inside scoop. Most of their residents are now vaccinated. Oh, so, that's awesome. That is awesome. Um, in- including my grandmother-in-law. <laughs> so Mimi, if you're listening, we'll, we'll, we'll come see you soon. <laughs> and um, but chance they did a complete renovation. They have, yeah, completely re- renovated the space. It's absolutely gorgeous, um, and it's uh, you know it's been super quiet there. Uh, but now with the vaccinations coming in, these people can return to their. Think about how our lives have been impacted by this, but mm-hmm. particularly think about people that have been living in those types of situations where it's, it's literally life or death. Um, and how much they've had to kind of lock down and now to almost see like spring the blossoms mm-hmm. are coming, the blooms and they can go outside and, oh, it's get to see their grandbabies. Yeah. Mm. It's the grandbabies, great grandbabies, all that fun stuff. So, Sweet. uh, shout out to Chancellor's Village and happy 30th anniversary. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, I feel like we do a lot of full circle moments on good news, like from last season. Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, when one more taco started the elderly meal deliveries, and we are coming up on their one-year anniversary of delivering um, those meals to, you know, the people in need and uh, providing not just meals, but also, like, a person to talk to, mm-hmm. books. Juan Talk has partnered with Italian Station downtown um, and a few other businesses. They have done over, I believe, 16,000 meals. And we had yeah. Maria from One More Taco on our one of our previous episodes. But um, that's incredible. Yeah. Me, 16, over 16,000 meals, and they're still going, and they don't have any plan to uh, stop it. So, yeah. And you're so right. It, they they took it above and beyond that. I remember mm-hmm. at Christmas time, they did gifts for everybody, and yep. it's that one person that they know they're going to get to see every day. Valentine's Day, they did it makes a, a huge difference. Cute gift. Yeah, yeah and she's even been uh, training the volunteers to do, like, wellness checks and mm-hmm. check on the people and yep. see how they're doing and, you know, do a little safe social distancing socializing so that right. these people can actually see people i mean she for that is a true small business owner entrepreneur they see a need and they fix it mm-hmm. and that's that's incredible great one anna tapta what you got yeah so i'm excited the uh free tree and shrub giveaway is back for this year um, I know I missed it last year, so I'm excited to get on the list for this year. Uh, it's going to be a pickup day on Saturday, March 27th at the Fredericksburg National Stadium. So you've got time. Get signed up. There's a lot of tree options, dogwoods, maples, oak, all those. Um, you do have to register. You can get that on Tree Fredericksburg. Uh, get on their email list. 
but it's just a good way to, uh, you know, bring trees back in our area and replant and uh, just make your house pretty and have a fun spring project. So that's always exciting. It's very cool. It's a great partnership with a lot of different organizations as part of the Chesapeake restoration effort. And um, I, my family and I did it mm-hmm. last year and it, it is so much fun to do it. Um, and the shrubs are, are really cool and they're all native species to, yeah, Virginia. to Virginia. So mm-hmm. it's, um, if you don't know anything about native versus non-native and all that kind of, <laughs> go on Tree Fredericksburg, check it out. There's also a lot of fun Virginia tree natives, Facebook groups and things like that. It's, I didn't realize how big of a, an epidemic invasive species have become on. Yeah, we missed it last year. That's how I heard about it was when you were doing it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to so get on there and do that. And by the time I got on, they were already gone. So if it's something you're interested in, I would do it now. Yeah, and there's one um, for residents of 22401. They get priority first, and then mm. it's opened up mm-hmm. to other people in the region. Um, but every every family can get one dogwood until they're sold out or mm-hmm. given out or whatever. But Tabitha brought up a great point. There are a lot of good options. We got red buds, which are very cool mm-hmm. kind of sub-story species. Anyway. We're getting down a whole tangent here. <laughs> Let's kick it to our friends at Rappahannock Electric Cooperative. And today we are joined by Rappahannock Electric Cooperative's Director of Economic Development, Felicia Ainsa. Felicia, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, I love this new role at REC, and I love that you're in it. Um, but can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background um, and, and kind of what led you to seek employment at REC. Just tell us even what is a director of economic development at an electric cooperative, because I think most people recognize a director of economic development for a county or a city. Mm. You're working for an electric cooperative that has a service area of a lot of counties, <laughs> a lot more than a, a director of economic development for one of them. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So my background is economic development, workforce development, and business consultation. So just always been interested. I actually started with an organization that's like a, a Main Street program. So I've always been really passionate about just helping small and family-owned businesses, businesses currently in the community, and just helping them solve problems. And so that eventually meandered me into economic development, which mm-hmm. is a career I never would have imagined. Never mm-hmm. went to school dressed up like an economic developer for career day. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so I would not even know what to wear. <laughs> But I ended up in the career, and it's just been really, really fulfilling. And so I've actually done this for the last four years. I was at Henrico County with their Economic Development Authority, just taking care of the businesses that are in the community and just the enrichness of the relationships, helping companies, helping individuals, creating jobs, opportunities. It's just really fun and exciting. Mm. So this is a brand new position. It's never existed before at Rappahannock Electric. And I actually started in August. It was created so that we can help the communities within our footprint reach the vision of what they want to become as a community. Mm. And so most people really don't even understand what economic development is. I'm not sure my own family even really gets it. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I'm like SimCity, kind of close. They kind of get that. Um, But economic development is just about helping communities prosper. It's about purposely shaping their economy so that you're creating that stability, you're diversifying, and you're creating opportunities for everyone, that everyone can become whatever it is that they want to become. And so it's just a really great opportunity to be able to do that through REC. Wow. Well, I learned something new. I didn't know that. (laughs) 
Let's say a new business uh, wants to move to Virginia. Why is it important for them to look at REC's service area before they do that? Oh, awesome. Well, that was one of the reasons why I took the job with REC is when I looked at the company and their culture and how awesome they were, the fact this was a brand new position that I could completely craft and shape something from the start. And then just the assets of the territory, the entire region, we have portions of 22 counties. It was just outstanding and exciting, which is why mm-hmm. I came on board. It's mm-hmm. just everything really lined up. But the region itself is just so strong and robust. If you put together the economies of the 22 counties, that is a $54 billion economy. Wow. It's about one two, 1.2 million people, right? Mm. And so this is really, really strong. But we find a lot of times what happens, particularly once you move outside of the urban centers, is that there's just not enough resources and enough manpower to truly advertise and market and go out and present how mm. amazing it is. And then not to mention um, COVID-19 has actually really tipped things in favor Mm. of regions like ours. Mm. Because if you don't have to work in downtown New York City or D.C. and pay those prices, why would you? Mm -hmm. So our region is actually really growing a lot and it just creates a lot of exciting opportunities. Wow. Now you talked a little bit about money like resources, marketing and, you know, reasons why business should move here and how strong um, our regional economy is. Now, Let's continue to talk about money and let's talk about how cost is super, super important for businesses. And one of the biggest things that people worry about when starting a business or, um, you know, even maintaining one. So what does REC do um, to assist in this area? Sure. A lot of economic development is about helping companies build their business case, helping them explore all the different things that will impact their decision. Because ideally, when you decide to come to a new territory like ours for the first time, Mm -hmm or you decide to expand your company. I mean, that's a huge decision that hopefully will last you for decades and it's gonna really impact your success for the future. And so for us, whenever we're looking at business costs, we wanna make sure that they understand that we have really uh, decreasing wholesale energy costs actually. So the prices for in the last couple of years have already come down and they're projected to continue to come down, wow. which is really exciting. And then uh, we also are doing other things um, like economic development rates. That's something that we're working on with our generation transmission provider, ODEX, Old Dominion Electric Swapsters. So even just starting at a company that peaks each month at one megawatt of energy can start getting some assistance for any new or expanded loads. Um, to kind of put that in layman terms, a megawatt is about a half a million square foot warehouse. So it's not like this is only for the big, big boys that are going to be able to benefit from this. And then just internally revising and re-looking at everything that we do as a cooperative and saying, are we truly as competitive as we could be? Are we as forward thinking as we could be? So that we can support it. And then we also always try to remind businesses at all levels of economic development that it's just not the here and now. You know, sometimes communities will do these crazy incentives that just, you know, For the first five years, you pay no taxes. (laughs) (laughs) It's really not about the here and now. It's about the long term. It's about relationships and it's about reliability. It's about being able to get the labor that you need, getting support that you need, having the relationships with your um, local and state government. Those things really are the make and break. So while the math is part of it, we try to make sure that they're seeing the entire picture so that they're set up well. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. 
while you're talking about these businesses, you know, we're, we're kind of just skimming over that, but what are some notable businesses that have intentionally located uh, within REC's territory? Sure. And they actually match up pretty well with, um, we have target industries, industries that we believe our region is a good fit for, that we have the labor, the sites, all of the infrastructure support for. So they match up pretty well. Um, so those are manufacturing, it's mm -hmm. data centers. Data centers is really growing. Of course, we have the whole fiber network in Northern Virginia. And then you also have all of the um, underseas, the ones actually crossing the ocean. They're hitting Atlantic, um, the Atlantic right there in Virginia Beach, right. turning left, <laughs> turning right up the 95 at Richmond, yeah. and they're coming through our territory. Cool. The data centers are growing, supply chains are growing. Uh, professional services is kind of in a wait see right now because mm -hmm. of COVID and so many people working from home. And then, of course, agricultural, agribusiness, agritourism. So those are all things that we do really well in our region. Some of the cool companies that kind of fall within those parameters, um, MCD, they're really cool. They do, um, think of any systems in a building that you would want to protect from outside threat. They do those kinds of things. So mm -hmm. smart, intelligent systems. Um, Equinix is a data center. They are a network access point. So that's really cool. Um, King's Dominion, one of my childhood nightmares would be like in the upside down <laughs> yes. loop and then all of a sudden the power goes off and you get stuck. <laughs> oh gosh. You know, I mean, talk about reliability. Like, you know, like stuff of nightmares. Um, so we keep King's Dominion powered. Um, McKesson, Luxstone, there's just so many really great, robust companies that have purposefully come here and they continue to do well. I love that purpose when they come here. That's awesome. Now, REC has put a spin on fun, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But now, in line with electricity, inter internet is super, super um, important component of business and just our everyday lives. Um, what is REC doing to help facilitate this possibility? Sure. Well, we know now more than ever your ability to get broadband, your ability to connect impacts everything, right? That's the work from home, it's the schooling from home, it's so many of the things that we're trying to do. And that also impacts businesses if they can't communicate with their suppliers, with their customers, they just really can't move forward. And so REC wants to be part of the solution for this. So for us, FUN is the mm -hmm. fiber utility network. So different spin on FUN, not what you would normally <laughs> think of. And so the fiber utility network, by the time we're done, that's gonna be 820 miles of fiber that's wow. running through it's going to be a backbone and it's actually connecting our offices our infrastructure the things that we need so that we're improving our own system and our ability to work but we're also purposely overbuilding it with dark fiber so then people who want to partner with us then they can take it from our dark fiber and they can go out to the home or if they want to do wireless broadband where we have extra tall poles they can put it up on our poles so when you're talking 17,000 miles of poles already going through this entire territory is a tremendous head start to be able to make sure that we are supporting broadband infrastructure throughout our entire community. That's awesome. So you guys are significantly taking a larger role in being leaders in our community, and we thank you so much for taking that active role in making this urban crescent even more bountiful. Uh, Felicia, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. You're most welcome. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye. And for today's business spotlight, powered by REC, I am so pleased to have Dave Dilly with Rick's Roasters joining us this morning. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. I really appreciate you inviting me to come on over and talk about uh, coffee. 
Well, we love coffee. Well, I find myself getting in trouble with these when I say I am not a... Coffee drinker. <laughs> I am not a coffee drinker. I've had one cup in my entire life. I get the little... The, 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 my heart. So... We got decaf for you, man. <laughs> All right. So there. there we go. We'll, we, we can, this, I'll be learning with you. So that's what's great about me kicking off the questions because I can always ask, what is Rick's Roasters? What kind of, what brought you here? Um, I know that you haven't always been into, been in the coffee business. So give us a little bit of background and what brought you to Rick's Roasters. And also tell us a little bit about What's different from, you know, one cup of joe to the next? Sure. So uh, I started off as a uh, Army officer, and uh, long ago I went to the academy at West Point, and that's where I met uh, my buddy Eric. And so Eric is my partner. Uh, he ended up uh, buying a business from Sean Ricks uh, in 2019. And uh, so when I moved over here, it uh, turned out that uh, our interests aligned and so we formed a partnership and uh here we are serving the best cup of coffee in this uh in this area awesome and when you um as part of rick's roasters is it a i imagine we're, we're not making coffee beans here in the united states so you're sourcing coffee beans you're so when you source coffee beans yeah you get them from a coffee broker normally and so those are the wholesalers that receive them from various parts of the world and so we import them, at least we buy them from the coffee broker uh, based in California. And uh, they source them from everywhere, from Colombia, from Guatemala, Sumatra, Ethiopia, you name it. Uh, they, they sell it. And so we, we include a lot of those beans in our uh, custom blends here. Okay, so you, you, blend, you make a custom blend and people aren't buying the actual liquid form of coffee from you guys. They're buying are the beans mashed up or are they... <laughs> Can we, can we edit that part out? No, I love it. <laughs> he knows nothing about their coffee. <laughs> it's called... Explain mind. like I'm five. I'll let Dave do it. So what we do is we buy sacks of beans, 70 kilos oh. each. And so we take those green beans. They're actually literally green. Uh, we put them in a blend, and then we roast them together. Oh, cool. So and is this really big machine that then it falls down into this really big base and it goes around. We actually got to tour it when we did Taste of the Region with them last uh, fall. August, yeah. It was really cool. That's tight. And then yeah. do you grind up the beans after they're roasted? So we can. We, we have both whole bean nice. and then grounds. Uh, and so we can provide either or. That's awesome. And options. Now, with uh, this is my last stupid question for coffee. Oh, boy. I know with wine, the soil impacts the grape, the type of grape impacts the, the wine, whether it's a Malbec or a Vignet or whatever, or coffee beans like that. Or is there only one coffee plant and does soil impact the flavor at all and stuff like that? Like what, what imparts the flavor in coffee that makes it different to be from Sumatra or Colombia or, or any of those other places that you mentioned? No, your analogy is spot on. So the where the beans are grown clearly impacts what the flavors are. So um, African coffee has a little bit more earthy, chocolatey taste. Um, Central American coffee is a little bit fruitier. Um, so the various regions of the world have different flavoring or different tastes that are uh, inherent to those beans. 
And so the, the mixture of those different kinds of beans into the blends that we have at Rick's Roasters is what makes the coffee different than everywhere else because we have our proprietary blends where we take the various beans from uh, different regions and different ratios and then we roast them under a very specific roasting profile and then that's what makes this coffee unique from all others. Awesome. And a roasting wow. profile would be this temperature to this temperature, a cooling segment, whatever. Right. Cool. Awesome. See, I'm, you know. It's a science. It's an art. <laughs> it's an uh, art. Now who looks like they <laughs> know nothing about coffee? And Talcott is signing off. <laughs> I've been canceled. That that makes so much more yeah, sense to me, though. It does. And it would make sense why sometimes I've had coffee and I'm like, ugh. It's truly, and you can taste the difference. Like, oh, our, yeah. our apartment runs on Rick Roaster's coffee. Apartment. It's great to hear. It is. Well, <laughs> you did a partnership, and it's funny that we, um, it's a full circle moment once again with good news, because last season we talked about um, your partnership with the local SPCA, and you did a cat versus dog coffee um, competition, and whichever one won, you sponsored a donation for that uh, cat or a dog, and that was the first time we've had Rick's Roasters, and we now buy it and keep it in our apartment because it's just so good and we can't go back. We feel like snobs now. Oh, that venture was excellent. Uh, we're very glad to be able to uh, work with um, charitable organizations uh, to do fundraising. Uh, and so that if, if there's other opportunities that people reach out where they have a, maybe a versus or a different kind of competition, yeah. that's, wow. that's fantastic. I, I, I'm, I'm personally, I'm a dog lover. So mm -hmm. um, this, is, this is great. Awesome. So cool. Tell us a little bit about the past year. I'm sure it's been um, a little bit different in business and things like that. So tell us just how was this past year being a business owner? So as with everyone else, it's been quite a challenge. Um, one of the big uh, sources of, of uh, business for us was uh, farmer's markets. Mm -hmm. And so when those shut down, mm -hmm. that clearly hurt us right. uh, in our business. And then so, too, as we support um, uh, restaurants and hospitality mm -hmm. that has also been the hardest hit uh, during the pandemic so it's been been very difficult for us to be able to do that and so um, while we supported a lot of uh, brick and mortar and retail um, operations uh, we've had to then pivot to uh, online sales mm -hmm. and how what are some ways that you have done that well uh, one of the first things that we did was um, we revamped our website uh, to give it a more modern look so that it helps um, helps you choose uh, what you would like to have uh, in your uh, in your cup of coffee. Uh, and then the other thing, of course, is uh, we launched on Amazon uh, late last year. Whoa, wow. that's cool. Yeah, so we started with our uh, our top five uh, blends, and uh, those have, are on prime delivery. So if you order it uh, using your prime account or at least your Amazon account, then you can get it two days later. Uh, and then we added a number of listings that are not prime, but we ship them from here to wherever it is that you're at. So there is a fairly significant amount of uh, selection on Amazon uh, for Rick's Roasters coffees. Wow. What is your worldwide, not just on Amazon, but what is your most popular blend? Like what's it called and what's it, what's it like? So the Four Horsemen is the, the top seller everywhere. Farmer's markets. Wow. Online, Amazon. Like second is uh, Brazil. So, 
Four Horsemen is a uh, medium to dark roast, mm. four different types of beans. And Brazil is a single origin from Brazil. Wow. Yeah, so when we get, we love it. So you get the Brazil? Mm-hmm, the Brazil. But I want to try the Four Horsemen next that's time. That sounds pretty tight. <laughs> it does. I that's love a, it. That's a tight name. Yeah. Well, Dave, here's the thing is we really love talking to our members and trying to get their news and what they're doing out to our community as much as possible. So if you could tell our listeners who may not know who Rick Roasters is or um, how they can best support you at this moment, where can they find you on social media, your website? Well, so our site is ricksroasters.com and uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram or Rick's Roasters. Um, so what we try to do is uh, seek partnerships with uh, fellow businesses uh, in the area. So uh, much like uh, we support the Italian station, Anita has mm-hmm. been a fabulous advocate for us as well. Um, so we supply uh, retail coffee to her. Uh, we also have uh, Old Town Butcher, Old Town Virginia. Old Virginia Gifts, mm-hmm. um, and so a, a number of uh, um, uh, businesses in the in the area. So uh, when when we win, we win together. Mm-hmm. So Love we that. really appreciate that from from their support. Um, we're looking to see if um, you know if we can then partner with the food co-op too, um, as yeah. a potential venture as well. Um, so hopefully that will that will mature. Um, but I want to make sure that we're we're a partner in this. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, Dave, we have a fun little exciting surprise for you. Uh, <laughs> jumps back in chair in shock. Because um, no one can see you. we got to describe it. Um, so this podcast series would not be possible without Rappahannock Electric Cooperative. So they have once again provided a funding, a grant funding that we can distribute amongst our business spotlight. So we were able to provide a small gift to you today. Um, on behalf of Rappahannock Electric Cooperative and the Fredericksburg Chamber. So um, we appreciate everything that you're doing in our community and keeping us caffeinated because we need <laughs> it. Yeah, that's fantastic. It is a welcome surprise, and I'm truly appreciative uh, from everybody at the Rick Swisher's company. Awesome. Well, before we close out, is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know? So one of our partners is also uh, Great Harvest Bread in uh, Burke and Lorton. So we're very pleased that, um, that uh, Jeff and his wife are – uh, able to be able to assist us to be able to uh, issue or provide a wide variety of baked goods. So that is very complementary to our uh, operation, coffee and cakes cool. or coffee and bread. Ooh, so yeah. That's been very helpful, and I'm glad that uh, we've been able to partner with them. That's awesome. They're very, um, Sounds good. They're very well known. Like they've, got, they've gained a lot of popularity. I hear people bragging about them on social media, so I'm sure that's a, that's a great one. Yep. They, they are also going to be at the retail therapy uh, shopping here at the Expo Center on Saturday. So they, even though they're based further north, they participate in all the events down here as well. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Dave. And you are hearing from Dave Dilly of Rick's Roasters. I will just go ahead and say this. The official coffee of the first Regional Chamber of Commerce <laughs> we run on Rick's Roasters. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Good News Fredericksburg series powered by Rappahannock Electric Cooperative on the We Are Business podcast hosted by the Fredericksburg Regional Chamber of Commerce. Be sure to like and subscribe to be notified when we launch new episodes weekly on Wednesdays. You can find us on both Apple and Spotify. Please tell us how we're doing by leaving a review on Apple and Spotify. My mom cannot be the only one. Thank you.